eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I would like to talk a little UFC with you for a minute. I enjoyed Fight Island. I um, mean, let me give a little credit to Dana White because I am someone who was very critical of everything that they were doing to kind of be in this rush to be the first thing back in sports. I think that the idea of Fight Island is ridiculous, but they they seem to have pulled it off. And I think that their early, their, when they first returned with that card and was in Jacksonville, it just was real sloppy and it was haphazard and I thought that it was very dangerous. So far though, the UFC has been putting on events and there haven't been any real big hiccups as far as COVID goes. Now, it's important to note that the fighters can't really talk about it so if there are some big hiccups, we might not be hearing the whole story. This is something that's happened with the WWE as well. Uh, it's not surprising when you consider that Dana White and Vince McMahon are kind of cut from the same cloth. Even though Dana would hate to hear that because he wants people to to bask in the realness of the sport and not think of it as a, a circus gimmick or a cartoon the way that the WWE is sometimes positioned. And he's right about that. It's a real sport with real consequences and all that good stuff. I enjoyed watching the main event. And I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy watching it. There's two guys that I like, Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal has really become a breakout star over the last couple years. He's got the fastest knockout in UFC history. He's got swag. He's got the mic skills. He's he seems like a an interesting and entertaining dude. And I'm I'm a fan of the Levitard show, so I've heard him for the last couple of years, kind of be on their show, and they've adopted him. And it's it's allowed you to really like you know his his whole thing and his relationship with Kimbo Slice and growing up being a guy that fought out in these streets. That he, he he wasn't someone who was like a, a guy that had the trained background. Like he learned fighting in backyards. And I have some respect for that 
for a guy that had gotten that far and then won the, the, the BMF belt. Uh, I don't think I can even say what it is on this podcast, but if you follow UFC, you know what the BMF belt is all about. He took the fight on short notice. It's important to note that it wasn't six days. Like that's one of the things like to create the lore of the fight is, Oh, he only had six days to cut weight. It, it wasn't a full training camp, but it wasn't only six days. Okay. Anyway, I like his style. I like how brash he is. I enjoy the bravado of, of his entire persona that we have and he's a really skilled and tough fighter he's got a lot of things that you like he's got a lot of ways that he can attack you to get ready for this fight I went back and watched the Usman fight with Colby Covington which was a real brutal like war in the middle of the octagon where two guys that don't like each other clearly don't like each other and for good reason on the part of Usman towards Covington they were punching it out in the middle of the octagon they were landing big blows and until the end neither one of those guys gave in and in the end you have a guy with a broken jaw whose face is all collapsed and then talking about going to go wrestle in the WWE uh, because he's he's on that I say crazy stuff before fights, but I don't really mean it. And sometimes you got to understand. And Connor found this out with with Khabib. You can say all the crazy stuff you want, but understand that while you're out here trying to sell tickets and pay per views, there are lines that you don't cross. And when you cross them, sometimes your head gets flattened because of that. So you have to eat that too. If if you're just going to be someone who's like, oh, I'm just talking, it's not. It's not real. It's real to some people. And with Covington and Usman, it was. But I, I went back and watched that. And you're watching these guys for five rounds. Just boom, 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 boom. Just standing there. I don't think that there was a recorded takedown in that match. So I was curious on what we were going to see with Usman versus Masvidal. Both of these guys have multiple ways that they can win fights. But I think that it's interesting watching Usman that he is willing to trade, he'll he'll trade with you in the middle of the octagon. Some people were mad because he was stomping uh, Jorge's feet. Hey, man, it's legal. And if you got someone that's in, a, in, in an upright clinch, you got to figure out a way to inflict pain, to not allow them to do that, to get them thinking about other things. And it's legal, and he was doing it. It was funny because I saw Ostrowski put on Twitter, he put the cha-cha slide on there, and I was laughing my ass off. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> Two stumps. <laughs> Chris Cross. Anyway, I thought that Masvidal maybe won the first round of the fight. But when you look at the, the scorecards, I mean, it was – a scorecard domination, 50-45, 50-45, and what was the other one, 49-46? It was a, a domination. It was a boring domination for a lot of people, and that's one of the things I want to talk about on this. 
the slug it out fight that you had with Usman and Covington was a lot of fun because there was animosity between the two fighters because the two fighters didn't give an inch in the middle of the octagon. You have a guy fighting what a round and a half with a broken jaw and still putting his head in there and, and trying to knock Usman out. Usman overall has a style that is boring. I don't want to compare it to Daniel Cormier because it's not quite the same. Cormier is really trying to just get you on the ground and grind you to death. But with Usman, it's not maybe as aesthetically pleasing as other fighters. So here's my thing. Should that matter? Should it matter that you're talking about a guy who has great strike defense and I'll compare him to someone from the boxing world Floyd Mayweather has boring ass fights they're not enjoyable unless unless you're someone who loves defense and if you do if you love defense then you're gonna love the way that Floyd fights the way that he seemingly has this impenetrable defense isn't able to put up his guard and not really take a lot of punishment he doesn't dish out as much punishment like he did when he was younger but he just wears you down and that's what what an Usman fight is like for me he wears you down and he's got enough power that he can put you out so I I imagine that for anyone who steps into the octagon with him it's a little bit of a daunting task. And this guy hasn't lost in, what, five years now? Because he's super strong. Like, he's got that great build. And I mean, look, every fighter in the UFC has a great build, except for Nate Diaz. But you see it in the shoulders of Usman. Like, that's a, that's a cat that you don't want to get struck by. He's adept at the body blows. Maybe we should take some of the stuff that we put on other sports, particularly football, where all of us kind of like our manhood is judged by whether or not we like defensive football. Defense wins championships. That is clearly the case when it comes to mixed martial arts. Yes, they're the fighters who are knockout artists, the, the fighters that are submission artists. And I have a lot of respect for them. In fact, I had a conversation with Frank Mir a couple years ago that still blows my mind the way that he was explaining the art of the submission. Like, it's still, whenever I'm watching MMA, like, that stays on my mind because of how well Mir was able to explain the art of the submission. And look, I enjoy a good knockout as much as the next person. But if you can systematically break your opponent down and then kind of bend them to your will by the end of the five rounds, I got to I got to tip my cap and be like, hey, there needs to be a a bigger appreciation for that type of artistry. And I know that because there is some bloodlust in the birth of this sport, in, in the mainstreaming of this sport. That there's the idea of, oh, well, you know, if we don't get that, then we didn't get our money's worth. And and I call BS on that. I feel 
that you're going to have the fights like the Covington fight where Usman is wired to try and end someone versus wired to try and beat someone. And I think that overall, his, his, he's wired to beat someone. I want to win the match. In the Covington case, it was I want to knock this out. And I, I enjoyed watching him and Masvidal kind of play this cat and mouse game. And you know that Masvidal has enough power that if he gets a clean shot, it can be over, which is one of the trepidations of the style that Usman uses. If you run into the wrong dude who catches you sleeping, then he might put you to sleep. But Usman's strike defense is so good that he doesn't seem like he gets himself in that position too often. There were times in the Covington match where I was sitting there going, you're going to get knocked out playing this game with him. That's the other part of what makes Usman so good. He has a strong chin. For now, he has a really strong chin, and he's hard to put down, and he's hard to put out. That being said, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed... uh, I was I was surprised to watch uh, Jose Aldo get get used and abused towards the end of that match, but overall I really enjoyed Fight Island, and I can't believe that I'm saying that 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 I enjoyed it. But I, I think maybe I enjoyed. It's not even the spectacle; like you can keep all of it. You can keep all the pomp and circumstance. What is great about the new reality of sports and UFC in particular? It's been brought up multiple times. Being able to hear the analyst. And the fighters being able to hear the analysts is super cool. The concentration that we now have to have on the fight itself, because we don't, we're not reacting to the crowds as much. We're not like, we're not reacting. Like it's not some over the top partisan type thing that you may get with a fight in the old days you know, five months ago, in Las Vegas. You're getting more of an explanation of the technical aspects of fighting, which I think is wonderful. I actually think that it's a way that UFC and MMA overall could bring more people into the sport. The idea of jiu-jitsu being beautiful. The idea that stand-up striking can be beautiful if done correctly submission can be beautiful like all of this stuff i think that it allows us to concentrate a little bit more on what the the real cool elements of the sport are and i for one had a good time i hope that all the fighters stay safe and i mean safe from COVID. i'm glad that that we saw a a championship level a card once we got past the preliminaries it was money well invested to to watch Fight Island. And we'll see what happens next with, with Usman. And we'll see what happens with Jorge Masvidal. I, I was listening to my man Luke Thomas, who does an incredible job covering MMA. And he made a great point. He said, you could run this back and it was probably going to end the same way. Yet, somehow, Masvidal doesn't doesn't suffer 
Like, it's not one of those things where you have a fighter who who loses and then they, they have to go into obscurity or like a fighter who is figured out. Like, take Ronda Rousey, for example. Ronda got figured out. And she ran into knockout power in Holly Holm and then the best fighter in the world. So, that's a struggle. Amanda Nunes is the best fighter in the world. But after that, like after Ronda got figured out and people got over the fear, she was never going to have a chance to redeem herself because the the division had gotten gotten past her. With Masvidal, it's not like that. He can still put himself in a position to get another shot at the welterweight championship. Even with all the losses that he's accumulated in his career, people will want to watch him fight because he has a style that, and I mean overall, like not just in the in the octagon, but overall that is appealing. Usman, his fight style isn't necessarily appealing, but the fact that he understands how to win is, and we should give him credit for that. So I had a good time watching it. I'm planning on talking with some people about it all throughout the week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.